Hi, it's Jack. Been a while since you heard from me. Starting the school year after the restrictions for COVID-19 were lifted was a roller coaster that just did not stop. I had less free time than expected, hence a later release of a podcast episode. But it was worth the wait. I believe it's one of the best ones so far. Maybe even the best. You decide. Today's episode is about the L word. Yes, love. I love love. But I want to know what love is. I know you're singing a song in your head right now. It's hard to define since many things and people can love and be loved, so I asked Reddit for advice. I realized fairly quickly that love is experienced very differently by people. I got interested in how other people around my age and gender are experiencing love. Again, Reddit came to my rescue. I posted a request on the subreddit and found someone that had a lot in common. So we called each other. So what can you remember about our phone call? So about our phone call, we talked about, um, well, you, you went through the, the details of the post that I had sent to you originally, um, where I talked about uh, the different parts of love that you were interested in. Um, so a hobby, for example, I talked about uh, the, the hobby that I mentioned, which was board games. I talked about the love of my girlfriend who I've been with for 10 years now. Uh, I talked about the, the love of parents um, and family. Um, I had been at home uh, in the States for about a month, unfortunately saying goodbye to my mother, who died in August. Um, so we talked about the details of, of what I had said to you mm. about why I think I was interested in, in talking about love with you and, and wh what I would have to add to the podcast. Sounded like a match. So we met up. After a short chat, I got right to it and asked, What is your first thought when you hear the word love? When I hear the word love, what I think about is something that I would be devastated if I didn't have it in my life. So, and I'm not talking about, right, like needs. It's not food and water. Although you can love food, you can love different kinds of food. It's not addictions, right? Some people are addicted to tobacco or whatever. So that's not what I'm talking about either. Something that if, you, if, it, were, if it were taken out of your life, you would, be, you would be sad. You would not know how you're going to move forward. Um, and it would, it would leave, it would just leave a giant hole in your life. And I think that's love. And I know that's, that's kind of maybe not the, the most positive way to put it, right? That it's, it's absence is bad for you. It's presence is obviously good for you in the inverse there. But that's what it is for me is, is something that I wouldn't ever want to live without. Nicely put. 
like you said, one can love many things, pancakes, cars, smiles on people's faces. Uh, what or who do you love most and why? Well, whatever I say there, that's going to make somebody sad, right? <laughs> yeah, I at this point, I, I would have to say... Boy, if I say my brother, then my girlfriend's going to be mad. If I say my girlfriend, then my brother's going to be mad. But people. Yeah, people. Yeah, mm. I, I think uh, the, the people in my life... Because places and things, right? All right, let's think about nouns. People, places, and things. Places and things I can either do without or I can, I can find a way to get by. But without the people in my life, uh, my life would not be what it is. Mm. And I would have to find a way to, to, to be happy without the people that I, that I love and the people that are important to me. And that would be, that would be I don't want to say impossible, right? People are very resilient, but it would be very, very hard. So people, I'll say people, if I can, if I can say the, great, uh, the, the greater grouping, I'll say people. When did you feel most loved? The moment that I felt most loved was when I graduated from university. So this happened back in 2002, and I was the first person from my family to graduate from university. Um, so my mother was one of seven children. So from the grandparents, and then her, her siblings, and then my generation. Um, I was the first. And... I lived um, about 400 miles from home. So what, five, 600 kilometers? I don't know. Um, I, and I had 22 people come to my graduation for me. For me. And th that outpouring of love was so special. So about half of them had come from, from my hometown. So my, my grandparents were there, and aunt and uncle and two cousins were there. Uh, my mother and my father showed up. Now, my mother and father were, were split up my whole life, so they came separately. My father's wife, so my stepmother, uh, my brother, and then a lot of my good friends from high school um, came, sometimes with their significant others as well. And then I had my group of people that I was friends with in the town where I graduated from. And... Right, and I had a couple of uh, a couple of friends from home as well. Um, so when those groups came together, it it was just so special. It was such an outpouring of love again for me, and that's what I could hardly wrap my head around. Like, am I worth this? Am I uh, the kind of person that you want to 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 travel for and to celebrate with? And the fact that the answer was yes means that I was loved. I was cared for. And um, that's the, the proudest moment of my life. Not just graduating from university. That was fine. But the fact that so many people came just to see that happen uh, is, is something that I, I don't think that I will ever get past. Just mm. the, the positive feeling that I had from that. Mm. Uh what do you assume everyone loves? I wouldn't want to assume anything about, about anybody because people are so different. And there are, there are things that 
I might love. There are things that you might love. There are things that I might assume a lot of people love. And if somebody doesn't, then that's that might be a hurtful thing for them. And I wouldn't want to assume that. Parents, for example, right? Parents are supposed to be the people, or children, actually. Children are supposed to be the people that you love unconditionally. Um, so, so I would like to say that. But I don't want to assume what's going on in other people's lives. And if there's a situation where you have a child that you could on honestly say that you don't love, that's got to be such a such a painful thing that I wouldn't I wouldn't dare try to make that assumption for somebody. Um, so you know I would like to say food, right? Everybody everybody loves you know everybody's got their favorite food, right? No, there are some people who I'm sure there are some people who have problems with their, their smell or their taste or digestive issues or whatever. So I'm trying to be inclusive here. Um, and the word everybody makes that a really difficult question. So I would have a really hard time answering it. Which moment of love would you like to relive? If I could go back and meet my first girlfriend for the first time again, uh, that would be that would be really special and again you know I do have I do have a girlfriend now that I love very much we've been together for 10 years um, and and neither one of us is going anywhere so we're we're in this for the long haul but if we're talking about reliving the past if we're talking about some you know a moment that I, I wish that I could just experience for the first time again, there's nothing like young love, right? There's nothing like that time I was 16. So there's nothing like that time when you're 16 and you're so full of this idealism and optimism and and um, you're open to the unknown, right? To be able to experience that again would be would be priceless. I, I think I would I would just love to to have that first kiss again, right? This magical moment. Um, and it was, it was a really positive moment for me. Um, and you know, the relationship didn't work out obviously. And many of those relationships don't work out, but it doesn't mean that it's not valuable. And it doesn't mean that it's not a positive experience. So for me, yeah, I would go back and have, have first love again. Do you think that men and women experience love differently? Probably. And there's probably some brain chemistry and probably some hormones that cause this. But in terms of, um, in terms of experiencing it differently, what do, you, what do you get out of it? What do you expect to get out of it? Um, what does society expect? That's a big part of it, too. Um, I, I'm sure that there are some people in more traditional households where the experience of love might meet those traditional roles. Um, and that's, the, that's not just the expectation from outside, but people internalize that as well. So if it's, you know, one person's the raising the children, one person's the breadwinner, I think that's a lot less common nowadays 
than it was 50 years ago. But it probably hasn't gone away. And there are so many things that, uh, that push traditional gender roles at us. That sure, certainly, certainly that experience is going to be different, I think. Um, and, but I also don't want to discount what the individual brings. Uh, do men and women experience things differently? Well, yes, because they're different people, right? Two different women are going to experience it differently. Two different men are as well. But yeah, they probably do experience it differently. And a lot of that, I, I, I can't speak to the science um, but <laughs> I'm sure that there's something in there that makes it that makes it different. Um, but then from from the gender roles, the societal expectations, it probably causes people to experience it differently. Yeah. What do you think women experience differently than men? I think that the. Well, the expectations, again, from, from the family, I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, the expectation to raise a family is stronger directed toward women than toward men. Um, that, And I wouldn't be surprised if there's that internal feeling as well, right? That they, the biological clock is ticking, right? Um, so to the extent that love is a chemical reaction... Um, that causes us to procreate, which there's, you know, certainly some credence, I think, to that, then that feeling has to drive people in different ways. Um, and the way that I, I can't, I would never try to speak for how a woman experiences that kind of feeling. Um, you learned your lesson. I, well, <laughs> right, right. And, and, You know, they, they experience it differently. And, and even if I were to say things that I've heard in the past, I don't think I'd be representing it well, right? But I do know that once a month, you know, most, I don't want to say every woman, but most women have that experience that says, hey, hey, have a baby. Hey, have a baby. It's time. Let's have a baby. And uh, I know that that can be a very unpleasant feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can be unpleasant for a man as well, but you just write along. I, I did the math actually with students and uh, 13, periods, uh, 13 periods a year of average five days. And then you take the lifespan of a woman until menopause. Mm -hmm. You end up 7.12 years of their life having a period. So, you know... Uh, Yeah, yeah, that face that you're pulling now, that's what I see in class of 30 students like, oh, man, I'm so happy. Either I'm so sad I'm a woman and or like, I'm so happy I'm a man. It's, uh, but there's some, some respect, you know, like seven, more than seven years. I tell them how you can reduce the amount getting pregnant. Uh, but uh, that's the only solution pretty much, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, Yeah, it's a long time. What was your first experience of feeling love? Well, I, I actually told this story at my mother's funeral. So again, my mother died uh, last month. And I had tried to remember my first memory of my mother. And what I could come up with 
and I don't know if this is you know the first thing that I could possibly remember but what I remembered is when I would have a nightmare when I would get scared in my sleep I would go into her bedroom and I would crawl into bed with her and I would hold her hand and and fall back asleep and that was my first memory of love and it was this and it was parental right it was this safe and you know I, that she would never let anything harm me um, and so that was the first memory really that I had that I can remember having of my mother but that's uh, my first memory of being loved that's a nice memory it's a really nice it's memory nice to memory. to have been able to 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 have and to share you know I shared it at her funeral and um, and a lot of people came up to me afterward and, and mentioned that 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 was a really special thing and it was and it was and and it's it's a wonderful memory and it's it, I hope that that feeling that I had is is uh, guiding me that feeling taught me what love is supposed to feel like right this safety that this idea that I'll, I'll never let anything happen to you um, and I hope that I, I take that feeling forward and, and I, I hope that I feel the same way toward the people that I love and I hope that they get that feeling from me let's see sorry I need a moment it's very uh <laughs> it's so nice of you to share that man like it's it's really like but i'm like oh it's getting dusty like, i know <laughs> i know the other question that is coming up and it has not like i didn't think you would give this kind of answer i really like the answer but it sort of takes me aback because i'm you make me think what was my first memory with my parents all right what was the next one again um ah how old were you when you told someone you loved them other than family that's a good question i'm not sure if i ever told a friend that i loved them when i was younger uh, i did have some friends that i was very very close with um, and uh there was one friend that I had so this was almost like an older sister so I, I don't want to I don't want to say that's that's kind of cheating right because that's almost like family um, I don't know if I ever told like my best friend when I was in third grade if I loved him probably not right because little boys are scared back then especially were scared of you know feelings and and all of that um, so the first time so I know that I was telling friends that I loved them when I was 15 or 16. So this was before my first girlfriend. So that's the first person that I ever told that I loved romantically. But yeah, it probably happened in my mid-teens that I was comfortable enough to tell a friend that I, that I loved them, him or her. I know that there were, there were some friends that I was close with of, you know, that were boys and that were girls. So... Um, so I'm not sure who, who it would have been first, but it would have been a friend and it would have been sometime around 15 or, or 16 years old. 
Well, that's the first time. When was the last time you told somebody you loved them? The last time. So earlier today, um, when I, I said it to my girlfriend. Um, last night, I spoke with my brother and his girlfriend um, on the phone. And, and we said, I love you at the end of that. Um, and is that a common thing that you say to your yes. brother and sister? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, at the end of the conversations, right? I love you. We'll talk to you soon. Um, which is good. Um, before that, you know, well, I told a lot of people, you know, when I was visiting the States, um, you know, especially surrounding the, the circumstances of, of my mom's passing away. Um, you know, I told a lot of people that I loved them then. Um, I did tell, I did see a couple of my friends, a couple of these friends from high school that I have um, that visited me when I graduated from university. We're still friends. Um, and I told them that I love them. So I'm not, I, I'm not afraid to say it. I don't know that I tell everybody. I'm not the most open person about it in the world, but I'm certainly not closed off. And I'm not afraid to say it. So it's a common thing within your family or within your social bubble to say, I love you at the end yeah. of a conversation. Yeah. And how did that start? Boy, that's a good question. Because it didn't happen, certainly when we were teenage boys, right? Um, it, it happened as we got older and started coming to grips, I think, with our feelings toward other people, toward everybody, toward the world. It was it was a time I remember actually writing an email to I had three really, really close friends from high school. And so this was probably I don't know, at this point fifteen years ago. And I, I wrote them each an email telling them how much they meant to me and telling them how, how important they were to me in my life and how much I love them. And I think that was sort of the first time. And it was just a feeling. It was just, you know, I was, I was feeling nostalgic and I was, so I was in my early 20s at the time, right? <laughs> a great time to be nostalgic. Nostalgia is a weird thing when you're, you're in your early 20s. Um, but I was because, uh, you know, I, I, w I was at a point where I only saw them a couple times a year. And, um, but they, I wanted them to know that they were still important to me. I wanted them to know that they had had an impact on my life and that I valued their friendship and I, I treasured that. So, and it wasn't, you know, a phone call. Because that was that even that might have been a little awkward still, but it was in an email and uh, and and so that might have been the first time that I really, you know, with with a lot of forethought and a lot of meaning, said that I loved people outside of my family. I think it's a good habit to have. Actually, you never know. And if somebody makes the first step, I don't know if you made the first step, but if somebody says it. It's really awkward if somebody says, I love you, and they're like, and they're like yeah, click. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's, uh, and then, you know, it's, uh, it's a give and take, I think. All right. Um, how do you show love to 
animals, not just your cat, but to animals in general. Well, I, I, not just my cat, but cats in the neighborhood, I always say hello uh, whenever I can and try to respect when they want space. I'm a cat person, right? So, so of course, anytime I see a cat in the street, I'm going to go and, you know, crouch down and put out my hand and see if they approach me. And if they walk away, I don't bother them. Um, so I want to, I want, well, for my own sake, I want to be able to pet a cute little kitty cat because that's the way that I am. Um, same with dogs, although it's a lot harder with dogs, right? Because dogs always have a person attached to them. So you can't just go up to the dog and start playing with them. Um, but then animals in general, it's that's, that's hard because... So I'm a meat eater. And I know deep in my heart how wrong that is. Because I do have a soft spot for animals. Um... And I can't really justify it. Oh, it tastes good. Yeah, I mean, it does. And I, and I like it. Or it's too hard to eat a vegetarian diet or whatever. So I wish that I could say that I, I showed my love for animals by not eating them. But I don't do that. Um, I guess I, I, to some extent I show love by feeling bad about it. But that's not really, <laughs> that's not really a, a thing. Um, but I do feel bad about it. Um, we actually, um, when, well, again, going back to, to last month, when my mother died, we were trying to think of in lieu of flowers, right? So instead of sending us flowers, donate to, to something. And it was my suggestion to donate to the animal shelter because she had had cats, um, most of her adult life. Um, you know, the, there was a cat that, we had when I was still in high school um, that lived, well, two cats actually, that lived to be 18 years old. Um, we had a cat when I was a little kid as well, a little, uh, like when I was six, we had a cat. So I know that my mom loved, loved animals. So I wanted to try to get some resources directed that way. Um, I wish that I showed more love toward animals. I know that the, the animal shelter is looking for volunteers. Um, but I'm not, I'm not doing that. Um, so it's not as much as I would like. I do love animals, but uh, I don't show it as much as I should. Well, that's very open uh, of you uh, and, and very nice. You know, like in many ways you feel like feeling bad is like the awareness is already worth something. I also understand where your love for cats comes from. If you're being raised with cats... Like I didn't have any pets when I was young. There was just no cat, no dog. The first time I encountered pets like was, I think that really had more contact with them and, and seeing love shown to pets in general was when I was in Canada with my ex and they had a dog and they were like talking to this dog. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? Why are you talking to a dog? And but not just like, how are you doing? Hey, buddy. No, like full on stories. Like, how was your day? 
And then they just started blabbing to the dog. Like it was a microphone and a podcast. They're just like, no, so I had this uh, colleague today and he's like uh, telling this whole story and, and then somebody else. Like it was not just one person either. Like it was everyone in the family was sitting down with this dog and this dog is just looping with his droopy eyes. Like, yep. Yeah. This is, how, get... <laughs> this is my life. This is how it goes. It was, it, it was, it was quite amazing to, to see that. But I, I saw the, the love that these people had for these for this dog and later on I, I started to slowly understanding uh, how that is regarding eating meat my excuse is that people are omnivores right so we are designed to eat plants and uh, animals although the amount of meat that we eat is not necessary. Yes, it tastes good. I, <laughs> I, I love a good barbecue. I have uh, a big ham here on the shelter <laughs> that I got from my Spanish friends. Some, oh, it, it's great. But yeah, I do feel bad. But yeah, not bad enough, I guess. You know, like I cannot make the switch to being a vegetarian. I, 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 I'm trying to eat less meat now and then. And I must say having a Chinese wife, I've learned some good alternatives uh, of not eating meat and still having a really great dish. But like I, I was raised my whole life with potatoes, vegetable, meat. And everyone always ate, first ate their meat, then they ate their potatoes. And then played around with the veg vegetables and ate some of them. <laughs> you know, that was the, the, the eating routine. So I was from very early on taught that meat was good. It was delicious and you should uh, really... There was never a problem with me not finishing my meat. You know, they were <laughs> right. always the vegetables. So it's, uh, yeah, I missed out on the cats, but I had meat. <laughs> so... That's my excuse. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you heard me, so I don't have conversations necessarily with my cat, but I sing her songs and just dumb little songs. Um, and I'm always singing to my cat. So yeah, I'm a crazy cat person and, uh, and I definitely fit the mold. <laughs> What's your cat's favorite song? Is it Smelly Cat? No, it's, uh, oh gosh. So her name's Renee. And we go, hey, 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 it's Renee, nay, nay, the best little kitty cat in the world. And that's it. And she hears her name, right? So, of course, she loves that. That, that might be my favorite song to sing the cat. <laughs> yeah, you just realized that? <laughs> yep. Okay, yep. okay. Good that I made that difference. <laughs> Why do people love you? Well, I wanted to say something self-deprecating and be like, do they? But no, I, they... Obviously, they, they love you. 22 showed up, right. you're married, your cat stays around, you sing a hit song. So <laughs> they definitely love you. But why do they love you specifically? They love me because I care. And that's... Uh, that's the... Well, fortunately, it's the best thing that I can say about myself. And that's a that's a... It's a nice thing to be able to say is I care about other people. I care about the world that I live in. 
I care about how your day has been. Uh, I care about how your kids are doing or how your cat's doing. I care about whether you're happy. Um, I care about whether you're healthy. So that is who I am when it comes to people's feelings toward me. I mean, people like being around me. I, I think I'm funny. I think I'm, um, I think I'm fun to be around. Um, I think that I can, I'm, I'm, I can learn from people and teach people. So, so people like those things about me, those aspects of, of my personality. And that makes me okay to be around. But why people love me is because I care. And there are, there are a lot of cases where I've been able, fortunately, to show how much I care. I'm, I'm able to help take care of people sometimes. Um, and when I can do that, it's very gratifying to me. But I think that, that solidifies the feelings people have toward me. Now, that's not why I do it, right? I, I, don't, I don't do it so that people will feel good toward me. Um, although there is the question of whether there's such a thing as a selfless act, but that's philosophy. I won't get into that. Um, are you ever doing anything just for somebody else or are you doing it because it makes you feel good about yourself? Um, so there's a theory that there's no such thing as a truly selfless act. Now, sure, I enjoy being nice to people. It makes me feel good about myself and it just makes me feel, whether I get a rush of endorphins or whatever. Um, but people can see that I care and I think that's why, that's why they love me. What insight would you like to share about love? The most important thing and the, 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 the most, I think, insightful thing that I can share about love is to love. It doesn't matter what it is, whether you love your family or your friends or you, your pets or you love music, or movies, or TV, or sports, or playing games, or dancing, or art, or sitting around on the weekend and playing video games in your pajamas, or running, or soccer, or what, whatever it is that makes you happy, whatever it is that you wouldn't want to live without, do it and love it and don't don't let anybody else make you feel bad about that right oh you're why are you just sitting around watching movies well you're just, you're sitting around watching movies because it makes you happy and if it makes you if it makes you happy then then do it love what you do and do what you love that's my best insight that was Nick. I really appreciated him opening up about love. It was insightful, entertaining and educational. Next up, the story behind the love song. But first, let's take a break.
As you might know, every podcast episode has a Spotify playlist attached to it. And I have been promoting them via Reddit, and it was there where I met a Canadian that was promoting songs for her band. We shared that we were both starting something and trying to promote ourselves. So we had some chats, I listened to their music. Uh, While working on this episode, I saw they just released a love song. It seemed a good fit for my playlist, uh, which I will talk about later. Uh, And and when listening to the song some more, uh, I asked her some question and I found out there was a story there. And I like stories, it's why I started a podcast. So I asked her to share the story. Hey there, we're a Canadian duo named Synthetic Blonde. I'm Stephanie Michelle, and my partner and bandmate is Brad Evanochko. He absolutely shreds on guitar, and I'm featured on the synths and vocals. This year, we are launching our very first ever album titled Synthetic Love, and we just dropped song number eight titled In Love on September 19th. I wanted to quickly talk to you sort of about the backstory behind this song because I open with this cool narration thing and then I drop into the vocals. Uh, But the song is actually a true story. It's literally the story of how I met Brad and how we became Synthetic Blonde. So just a little backstory. I was in a toxic marriage and went through a divorce. And at the end of that marriage, I decided I should take some time to focus on myself and set out some goals and really think about what I want in life. Well, fast forward three years later, and I realized for the first time in my life, I didn't actually want to spend it with someone else. I wanted to casually date and just kind of have fun and do my thing. I also was spending a lot of time invested in this ladies of the 80s band playing bass and singing vocals. Well, the lead guitar player there said, buddy, you got an audition for my friend Brad. He's looking for a female singer. So I sent in a video audition and he apparently liked me, but uh, nothing really came of it immediately. So fast forward two months later And, uh, you know, I'm out on a date and it was not a very good date and I really wanted to get out of there. In fact, I ended up paying the bill because I lost a rock, paper, scissors match. So that's an indication of how well that was going. But the good news is I had plans to meet my friends and I was really looking forward to watching this live band. So I left that guy and I rolled up into this place to meet my friends. And as soon as I walked in, this guitar player was just shredding, ripping this solo. I couldn't stop looking at him. And he kept smiling at me and looking down like he knew me or something. It was so strange. And then between sets, he comes up and he says, I really liked your singing and I look forward to working with you. And I was like, oh, this is Brad, right? Um, And the funny thing is, is that I was a blonde originally um, in the video, but I had since dyed my hair red. And so he recognized me, even though I had a totally different hair color. According to him, I looked like one of the singers from ABBA. Um, Anyways, the rest, as they say, is history. We've been happily in love ever since, and we've been making these beautiful songs. Now, when it comes to the song In Love, Brad didn't know I had written this song. I actually surprised him when he came home from work. I said, babe, you got to record. I plugged in his helix. I said, you ready to go? And uh, what's cool is that when you hear his guitar in this song, it kind of sounds like this soaring synth, but it's actually guitar. Um, It's a first take. He had not heard the song prior. I simply said play and I hit record. And it was this magical moment of him just feeling out the song and realizing that it's our story. It's our song. So the recording process became this magical moment of us producing our story through our song in love. We are Synthetic Blonde. That's Stephanie Michelle and Brad Avanochko. Please check out our latest single, In Love. Thank you. Do you have a story to tell? 
Please contact me via Grow Some Walls on most social media or go to www.growsomewalls.com. Follow me on Spotify to get to know some new music and I'm happy to take recommendations. And while I'm promoting myself, please review my podcast on Apple Podcasts, etc. Even better, share it with someone that you think will enjoy the podcast. Share the love. Thank you.